Good morning. Welcome to Garden Talk on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. My name is Jay Thomas, and with me, like always, Rick Van Dyke. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. Now, Jill is normally here, of course, too, yep. but uh, this is her second week on vacation yep. around the world, right? She's somewhere else around the planet, well, which is pretty yep. cool. Yeah. Uh, getting some well-deserved rest and some... Yes. Yeah, she's going to be doing some pretty cool things. I'm sure she'll tell us all about it yeah, when she gets back. She'll which tell is, us about it. Which is yeah. fantastic. Hey, if you're waking up a uh, little bit of a different morning around the province than all of our previous shows, you know, for weeks we've been saying how nice the weather is. And, you know, where we're sitting, we're in Saskatoon. We're yep. based to show it here, but, of course, we're across the entire province. You know, it's still pretty nice here. Uh, it, it's gray and cloudy, but uh, you had a little bit of snow when you I woke up. A little bit of snow, about 30 minutes south of Saskatoon, and I think there's people that are listening in. And uh, having their coffee this morning, well, they're and or tea or whatever they have, and uh, and looking out the window and seeing a bit of white. Yeah, well, maybe a bit or maybe a lot. You know, <laughs> uh, just to, you know, kind of uh, kind of expand on what you just heard in our newscast. Yeah. We do have some Environment Canada uh, warnings, snowfall warnings. So it's a big chunk of the province, a good chunk uh, of the eastern part of the province. This is all down in the south, by the way. Okay, yeah. so it's all southern, very southern corner, Shawnee Maple Creek. Val Marie, Cypress Hill, uh, sort of Cinnaboya, Gravelberg, Cornac, uh, up to Moose Jaw, Pence, Central Butte, Regina, of course, is included, Fort Capel, Indian Head, Lumsden. So I'm just kind of going through Humboldt, Winyard, Wadena, Langham, uh, Lanigan, pardon me, Foam Lake, and where else we got here? Melville, Esterhazy, Yorkton, uh, Grenfell, Kipling, Wawoda. And, Dun- and Dundurn South. Well, it's snowing a little bit, yeah. but this part of the province that I just listed, this has got like 15 centimeters of snow possible, half a foot. Okay, six inches. So and some of it came down already. I think. Right? I think it has. About yes, four inches or exactly. something like that. I think. So if you are listening to us this morning, but, thanks for joining us. But listen, uh, by the end of the week, it's going to be ten degrees again. Oh yeah. And this will be a beautiful moisture for all those farms. The crops are off the fields. Exactly. Right? And well, most of them are. And uh, this is a uh, beautiful moisture for next year. I'm just thinking today. Maybe you just want to stay at home. Though. I know everybody's saying, everybody's saying, oh yeah, right. <laughs> Don't talk about beautiful weather. It's snowing here. It's the S word. It's the other S word. We, uh, we, but you know what? Yeah. Here, that's a good one to talk. You, you and your automotive uh, part of of your of your hat, you flip around all the time. Yeah. So what should people be doing right now? Hey, it's winter, winter tire time. Winter tire time. Exactly. That's, right? Because you want right. to be safe on the roads. Yeah. Well, and, right? and that's the main thing I'm trying to say here, too, is if you're yep. in any of those areas we just listed, make sure you're looking at yep. that highway hotline before you're yep. setting out today. And now's the time I know I was, I stopped my, my brother-in-law's place and he was out in his driveway and he was tuning up his snowblower. <laughs> So that's something you should be doing too, man, hey, right? Uh, you know, only... if you left fuel in that snowblower from last year, you should, you know, if you didn't put in, you should be, you know, ch- changing up the fuel and and uh, and lubricating any parts that need to be lubricated and just making sure she runs. Exactly. Right? Not waiting until it's snowing and it snows six inches to find out it doesn't it, run anymore. Exactly. And then your lawnmower, same thing. Uh, you know, drain the fuel out of it or put some fuel stabilizer in the, in there and, and, you know, if you need to, you know, change oil in it and, and, or sharpen the blades, this is a good time to exactly. be thinking about all that. So next year when you pull it out, it's ready to go. One thing that, one trick I always do with my snow, my snowblower and my lawnmower. Yep. And it depends. Some, some, some of these, uh, pieces of equipment don't have this option. Yep. Mine, you can fill up the gas tank, but you can shut off the valve, the yep. fuel valve that goes to the carburetor. Yes. You drain the carburetor. There's a little screw on the screw bottom, on the bottom of it. Yep. That way you've got a nice full tank of fuel yep. that's got stabilizer in it, yep. but there's nothing in the carburetor to sour yep. it over yep. the storage. So that's yep. it's a good way of keeping it. And, and I find when I do that, when I pull it out the next season, yep. 
one pull and she starts back. And then up. if you really want to do a good job of, of winterizing your lawnmower, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just fire it up on your driveway, on, on your lawnmower, fire it up in your driveway. Yep. Take some two, two stroke oil. Yes. Okay. Take some two stroke oil and then pull the, pull the, the, uh, the carburetor cover, uh, the, the air cleaner cover off. Yep. And just let it run, let it warm up nice and warm. And then just pour a few drops of oil into the carburetor, basically. Yeah. Right in there. And then just until you start seeing a little bit of blue smoke coming out of the exhaust, and then shut her down, and she's now you have oil lubricant all through your valves right. and everything else in your engine. To make and sure now, nothing gets rusty. Don't, or... don't make it so that you, you, you <laughs> kill the engine with the oil. Yeah. You don't need to do that. Just a little bit just so that you get a little bit of smoke coming out, and then that just puts a little bit of oil into all the valves and everything else, and now you're good to go. You know what reality is? We're kind of talking about engines right now, and it's a garden show, but these are things that <laughs> well, we use in the yard. part of the garden, right? right? I mean, it's, whether it's a rototiller, rototiller you might have a, a gas-powered weed whacker yep. or trimmer, right? Yep. Same thing. Lawnmower, snowblower, it's all yep. kind of gardening stuff. So, And if you end up using premium fuel when you're running it, then because especially for things like a rototiller, you only use it once and you let it sit, Yes, the, the fuel stay more stable. It'll last yes. longer, right? Yeah, our, our definite recommendation from both of us yep. Is premium fuel in the small engines? Small engines, exactly. Just because you, you don't use them as often, some of them, and and you don't want that fuel to go bad. There you go. Uh, there's all of our advice for today. <laughs> Welcome to Garden Talk. Thanks for joining us today. We are going to check the text line here in a second as well. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to jump over to the phone lines because we've got Mary, who's in Regina, waiting patiently with us. Good morning, Mary. How's the weather down there? <laughs> It's snowing <laughs> and it's staying. It's oh, it's it's not melting when it hits the ground. No, well, I mean, it is some places, but other places, you know, it's on the sidewalk, some driveways, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So, it'll, yeah. it'll be gone. Don't worry. At the end of the week, it'll be gone. <laughs> What's your question for us this morning? Okay. Um, I have a two-year-old uh, dwarf mugo pine. Yes. And last winter, something chewed on it. Yes. So I want to see what I need to do to prevent that again, happening again. That was exactly one of the things I was going to talk about today is that because we just talked about, you know, preparing your car and your lawnmower and everything else. Now we're going to be talking about also preparing your yard. So what you want to do is you always had a deer or a rabbit or something that came into your yard and chewed on them. It happened to me a bunch of times, okay? So what you want to do now is you want to put some stakes in the ground, okay, around those uh-huh. plants. And then that way you can don't have to because right now the, those those animals aren't going after those plants yet. They go after the plants later on when all the grass gets covered up with snow completely. Okay, so put uh-huh. some stakes in the ground because the ground's not frozen yet. Okay, uh, and so or if it's a big enough mucopine, pine, but you said it's only been a couple of years you've had it, right? Yeah, it's quite small. It's small, yeah. So just put a couple stakes around it, and then that way you can put some burlap around it, uh, and then around the stakes and leave the top open so the snow can fall in around it, okay? And then that'll just make it so that those those animals, the rabbits and that, can't get to it. Now you can use, if you don't have burlap, you can, I, I, I just staked mine yesterday, uh, my new pines I put in. I have one big pine I put in, it's about over six feet tall. I just planted it a few weeks ago, and I put stakes around it because I'm going to put a snow fence around mine to keep the deer away from okay. it. And uh, so anything, anyway, chicken wire, chicken wire fence could be anything you want. Some people like to use a chicken wire because then you're not looking at burlap all winter long. Or an orange of, snow fence. Or an orange snow fence. You can just use a chicken wire fence. You can use anything like that because uh, it doesn't need protection. It just needs protection from the, from the winter. It just needs protection from the animals. 
And then, okay. and that's all you need to do. And if you have any apple trees or things like that, those ones will go after those as well. So you can use a tree guard. It's a spiral tree guard that you can put around your younger fruit trees. Uh, your yeah. older fruit trees, if you've got the deer coming in there again, put your stakes around so that you can put your snow fence or chicken wire fence or something, just enough to keep the deer so they can't reach over and chew it, at least the main branches. They chew yeah. on little end, little twigs and that, well, they're just doing some nature's pruning, but you don't want them to get at the main branches. Okay, then. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thanks for your call. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. 1-877-332-8255. That's a good time to take a quick break. We're going to get to a couple texts when we get back. It looks like we've got uh, uh, Loris or Lois on the on the line here. We'll get to uh, things about gladiola bulbs. We're going to talk about that in our next good. call. Perfect. So hang on. We're going to get to your call shortly. Linda is in Saskatoon, Bart near Waka, and looks like uh, Daryl near Cutknife. We're going to talk about uh, some, some great texts coming in. So stick around and give us a call and join the conversation. I'm Jay Thomas with Rick Van Dyvendyke. This is Garden Talk on 980-CJME and 650-CKOM. Not even Halloween yet, and it's beginning to look a little bit like Christmas in the southern part of the province. If you're waking up and uh, joining us, thanks for listening. Welcome back to Garden Talk. I'm Jay with Rick Van Dyvendyke. And yes, we're seeing some snow yep. down south. In fact, there's a snowfall warning for a good chunk of the southern part of the province, very down south part of the province. So I think some of the, I think some of the stores are going to be busy selling shovels today. I probably, yes. Because yeah. people are digging out the shovel and remembered, oh yeah, I broke that one last year. I broke that year. one. It's cracked. Yeah. It's, oh, shoot. I better go get another one. So uh, also just uh, you know be mindful of that because everybody also forgets how to drive on the first snowfall and, day. And you know what I had to do <laughs> had to do yesterday too. What? Uh, I didn't know where my snow scrapers were, so I had to take a credit card out of my pocket, <laughs> out of my wallet, and, and scrape my windshield. Oh, so now that same thing. You didn't seem to get all those things ready for this time of the year, right? And so we've been in 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 summer mode too I, long. I collected all my tools from around the yard because I've been landscaping lots. I collected all those and I stored them all in away so they're not going to be covered up with snow. So I've been doing that at the garden center and home, just picking up and getting everything done. So yeah. In down south, you'll be able to do that at the end of the week again. Yes. Because it now it's covered up. You won't know where it is. Exactly. But, uh, but you'll be able to. But the rest of the province, time to get things ready. Exactly. We're going to get to the text line in a moment. Uh, Loris from Hendon is on the line right now. Good morning, Loris. Hi, how are you today? Good, Very good. good. You want to talk about gladiolas? Hey, I've got the gladiola bowls we picked up, and there's white nodules on them, kind of about the size of peas. What are they? Do we take them off, leave them on, or what? Uh, the white nodules, I, I would probably take them off. Um, I'm just trying to remember, I'd never seen the white nodules, but I, you know, it could be, like, the gladiola bulbs will have little babies, but normally they're not white, okay? What color are they? So, gray. so that's the only thing, I'm just not sure what those white ones are, I'd like well, to... It might be grayish color, not totally white. Not totally white? So, I'm, I'm worried that... Uh, I'm not 100% sure, unless I see the bulb and do some little bit of research into it, but I'm just hoping that it doesn't have a little bit of a fungal on them, okay? Okay. And uh, so what I would do, are they all that way or just a, yeah. some of them? Yes. They're all that way? Yes. Yeah, what I would... Some are worse than others. Yeah, so what I would do is I would I would separate the worst from the others and you, when you store them, right? Because you're going to store yeah. them for wintertime. And don't, don't don't throw them all in one bag, okay? Okay. Uh, separate them out, and I would get some fungicide, okay, some bulb dust. Well, okay, fungicide, is that the same as you put the bulbs in and shake around? That's exactly. Yeah, I got that. Okay, put that. do that same thing again and put some in the bag with them, okay? Okay. 
and then that'll just help them out. But I've, I've just I've never seen that the, the gray nodules on them. So um, I'm going to do a little bit of research here. I might do it during a break here, and then uh, I'll, I'll talk about it later on the show as well. Okay. Okay. So we'll be going just put them in that uh, dust too. Yep. Yeah, actually, if you put them in dust, that's that's the best way. And then that way, you don't have to worry about if you got too much moisture in your peat moss mix or whatever you're putting in with them, you know. Yep. And it'll just protect them. Okay. Okay. And uh, petunias. Uh, yep. We got them in the greenhouse. Yes, we want to shut the greenhouse down. They're blooming. Can we just cut them off and put them in the basement, or what do yep. we do? Put them in the basement with the yep. If you off? want to try, it's going to be tough to keep petunias because a lot of times they, 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 they don't, they won't last very well. But uh, not like geraniums are better. But if you want to, I treat them like uh, cut them back, bring them inside, and then put them in a cooler place. And then if you want to, you can start. If you're going to spray up your greenhouse again in March or whatever, yeah, put them back in there again, get them growing, and then you can take some cuttings from them. Okay. All right. Thanks, Loris. Take care. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. 1-877-332-8255. Let me go to the text line right now. Uh, Linda is in Saskatoon. Says, I'm wondering if it would be okay to prune my variegated dogwood bushes as they're looking a bit spindly, and I'd like to shape them up a bit better. That was a great time because I mean, some of the variegated dogwoods, they haven't turned the color yet, you know, so a good frost is what you need. But, yeah, normally right now in October, now I, I, I'd be, wouldn't be worried about trimming them at all. You can, you can shape them. You can cut them back a third if you want to and just, or take them, you know, all the way around, take some outside ones. Cause what happens with dogwood sometimes is branches grow along the ground and they, they actually root. Yep. Yep. And then they get wider and wider. So if you don't want that, just lift some of the branches up and you'll have mm-hmm. some roots on them. You can even trim it off and you go plant that other one somewhere else if you want to. That's right. You can make, right? make your own. Because it has the roots on it from being, you know, attached to the ground. Cool. So, so yeah, you can definitely thin them, thin them back. Not a problem. All right. Uh, Bart is near Waka. What's the best method to move a four foot blue spruce? Uh, four foot blue spruce. You want to make sure you get a good enough root ball. They, one thing about spruces, they have a good fibrous root systems. They're easy to move, not like a scotch pine or something like that where it's stick roots. They're hard to move, but a four foot, you can still move by hand. Uh, take a, a good enough earth ball of earth with it as much as you can lift out of the ground, basically, yes. yeah. you know, physically. And, uh, but then you can move it and, and you can, I just planted six, 10 spruces yesterday, got them watered in. So this for, morning it was snowing. I got them just in time. So for Bart, he can still go ahead and do it then? Yeah, actually, they, these were the six to eight foot spruces I put in yesterday, and yep. I put 10 of them in. So, um, I, yeah, I just finished planting yesterday. And, uh, so yeah, no, you can, you can do it right now if, as long as, or you can do it at the end of the week if you're down south. Yeah, <laughs> right. Once yeah. the snow melts again, if it's not too muddy. And, uh, but otherwise you can definitely move them. Just make sure I, I had some water and watered them in really well. And, uh, you're, they're set to go. Okay. All right. There you go, Bart. So go ahead and move those things. Uh, let's, uh, go over to Kipling and talk to Dave. Looks like Dave's in the line. How's the weather down there for you, Dave? Well, it's kind of a cruel joke. The riders lose. They got a touch of winter. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, right. What's the third thing? Bad, bad things come in threes. What are we going to get next, right? Oh, yeah. Well, we'll hold off and just hope it's just going to be two this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Is lot, looking at a lot of snow where you are or not yet? No. No. No, okay. we got rain through the night and, and, and that was it. No, no white stuff, thankfully. Oh, okay. Good. Well, now, now, you can, now you can turn to hockey, you see? Absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. A uh, question for you. Last couple of years, I've had snow mold in the same spot yep. because we've got an acreage here and it's around the yard where I, I push snow up. Yes. 
and I, I realize where it comes from. Uh, is there anything I can kind of prep my lawn for that? I, because I'm going to be pushing it up again there yep. uh, if we get snow. So is there anything I can do to yep. work that off? Just make sure it's about, uh, oh, about an inch and three quarters long, you know, for don't leave it really long. Okay, so it shouldn't be three inches long or more, right? Nope. Uh, and then also spray some copper sulfate. You really go to that copper sulfate. That's a go-to stuff, is it? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I mean, some of the some of the golf courses, they have some other special fungicides they use for the greens and that kind of stuff, but they all spray the greens and everything else. All the, all of, every, one of the, every one of the golf courses spray fungicides. Okay. And uh, this time of year, we can still apply it and still get uh, yep. success out of it? Yep. Actually, sp- spray it as, as late as you can, right, into, the, into okay. before you know the snow is going to come. And uh, and that way it'll get the snow will cover it and uh, and then it'll be good to help you out. It it won't be a hundred percent, but because but it is what it is. Fungicides are preventive; they're not, not a cure. They're preventive, right? All right. And snow mold is not end all, end all. If you can if you can if you can spread that snow around in the spring and break it up quicker, you know, yes, that's that's the best way. And then just take a leaf rake or something like that and and just fluff up the grass. You can get rid of it before it actually kills some of the grass. Okay, okay. So just a matter of breaking up that snow in the spring is probably the biggest one. But yeah, the only thing you can really do right now is put the copper sulfate down. And that's a powder solution that you just mix with water, mix with water, spare. mix with water and spray it on. Perfect. Okay. Well, thanks for the help, and see you in the spring. Yep. Thanks, Dave. Great. Take care. Okay, bye. 1-877-332-8255. All right, we're going over the text line here as well, and this is from Pat. Um, sorry, no, we're going to go for uh, Daryl's text. He was the first. He's yep. from Cut Knife, for a round cut knife. Yes. Is it normal for my cactus to bloom this time of year? Well, not normal, but I not mean... Not normal. But, I mean, it normally happens in, in, in spring, you know, out in the desert area. After a good, when it's been a moist, moist spring, like wet, like my father has been down, you know, near the um, near the Palm Springs, Arizona, uh, California, and and also Phoenix area. If you go there, sometimes you have a wet spring. All of a sudden, the desert is just a coat of flowers. I have seen pictures that my father took, and it's just amazing. And so, and it's just the right conditions have to be right. And you know, a lot of times, if your cactus is indoors. And the conditions are right. The daylight hours are right because you got, you know, basically equinox of, of the sunlight, you know, darkness and light. And uh, if you have the temperature right and, and the humidity right and everything else, sometimes you will get blooming. Okay. In fact, I had uh, a succulent yep. bloom on me just this week. Yep. It makes these awful flowers that spread seeds everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> so you don't, you don't let it go to f- open flowers. Open flowers. You know, some succulents well, let it have... Go to flower, but once it's done flower, just getting near the end of flower before it goes to... Once it starts to seed pod, then you get... Uh, get it, right? Yeah. What, whatever this one is, it's it's kind of a, a light um, sort of seafoam green color, and these little flowers open up. As soon as they open, they're like the seeds everywhere. So I cut them off. But to answer your question, uh, you know, for our for our texture for yeah. for Daryl, mine just my my succulent bloomed and it's part of the cactus yeah. family. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna just uh, take a quick second to talk about uh, the weather just really quickly. Uh, we are getting some parts of Highway One now. Travel not recommended. Okay, so okay. Uh, that is a chunk kind of between Swift Current and Moose Jaw, right around Chaplin. Okay, there is uh, slush, icy, slippery sections, heavy snow, reduced visibility. So it looks like. It's getting pretty intense in that part of the province yeah, just at the careful. moment. Okay. Be careful, everybody. Be careful, and that 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 is not 
closed necessarily, yeah. uh, but they're not recommending that you travel that part it's of Highway 1. Because remember, people aren't used to it. People don't have the winter tires on yet, so yep. things will happen, so just be very careful. And pretty much from Saskatoon south, uh, right across a horizontal line, right across the entire province, yep. we are looking at uh, winter conditions on yep. on the roads. So yep. uh, and, and right yeah. now, the wildlife is moving around a lot. There was a pretty bad accident up on Friday night uh, down to, close to Dundurn because of a all started from a, a deer going across the road. So um, so just be careful out there, especially now with these kind of weather conditions. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yep. I just got a, a heads up from uh, our friend Murray Wood in Regina, of course. Yep. Everybody knows Murray, so uh, thanks, Murray, for keeping me in touch, and we'll keep we'll keep everybody in the know here this morning. Uh, let's go to the next text we've got here. It is from Pat. In fact, we're going to take a quick, quick break right now. News update for everybody. All right, and then that uh, we'll take we'll resume this back after, after this. Absolutely. I'm Jay with Rick. This is Garden Talk on 980 CJME and 650 C. KOM. Welcome back to Garden Talk. I'm Jay with Rick Van Dyke. It is a snowy uh, morning around southern parts of the province. We've yep. got travel not, re- not recommended and on part of our roads on Highway 1 this morning. The biggest so. thing is you down south, you have 40-kilometer winds gusting to 60. So yes. blood blowing around is not is makes it even worse. So just be careful. Now, we're only going to be on the air for another 20 minutes or so. Yep. So if you're doing some traveling this morning or you thought you would, just make sure you check that highway hotline before yep. you set out because things may change quickly. We might see roads get worse. We might see, you know, yep. maybe things will improve later. Yep. Hard to say right now, but uh, take a look before you set out right now. All right, let's go to the text line because we're going to keep going with the texts here. This is uh, Pat. Pat says, I live on an acreage and wanted to protect my hydrangeas from the deer. Placed a blue plastic bin over one and a light green plastic tarp over the other. Will this harm the plants? Uh, no. The, the only the only bad deal I always look at is that um, you said a blue plastic bin, right? Yeah, probably like a... The only thing I don't like about doing those kind of things is that um, what happens is is that you the the cold will go right through the plastic. Yes. Okay. So now you're getting the plant and the roots and everything that is covered that that is not you're not getting snow on top of is going to be you know get the cold. Right. So what I suggest you always do then is if you can is that heap some lot of mulch. Right, and then put your bin over top of the plant and the mulch. And the mulch, right? Right, and then you just you just protect the you just insulate the ground because that's what the snow does. It's yes. a great insulator until the snow can go up around a tub, right? Depending how tall the tub is, you know that you're doing. But if you got a tall tub, that's like burlap. When people are putting burlap around their plants, leave the burlap six inches off the ground. Right. That way, snow goes into the root because if you put it right to the ground. The frost can go through the burlap and down to the and get the roots, and the roots aren't used to that without you know that minus forty or minus forty five right with no snow. So and so for Pat, whether it's the tarp or it's the plastic bin, yeah, I, like I cover all my plants with the um, that are in pots with a, with a with an insulated tarp. Yes. Okay. So once the s- snow goes, even with the insulated tarp, it still goes to minus twelve underneath there before the snow comes. Once the snow comes. My ins- underneath my insulated tarp because it's it's uh, it's basically 12 feet wide by 100 feet long. I get a he- once the snow comes, I get a heat sink that comes from the core of the earth, and then it stays about minus two underneath my insulated tarps right. all winter. Right. Right. But it still takes that snow and the tarps to make it all insulated. Yes. Right. Exactly. So, but I still put the insulated tarp to protect them so it doesn't go down to minus 20. Right. That's so one way or another. Pat, make sure you've got some some insulation in there. Yep. 
you know, some form of insulation is what exactly. I mean, so that we're not just... Just the tub itself is not good enough, especially when there's no snow to protect it as well. Okay. Uh, this is... Who's this from? Looks like Helen, who's in Warman. Good morning. Wondering about planting a tree yet this fall. Yep. What type of colorful maple tree would you recommend? Uh, farmyard, water and soil with a bit higher pH? Would an Ammer maple be okay? Ammer maple or Hot Wings maple? Okay. Those are two. Hot Wings maple is a, is a type of an Ammer maple, okay? It's a, it's a different species but what hot wings does is that you know you get all the seed pods in the summertime yes amur maples the seeds are kind of just green and they turn kind of a brown color later on yep whereas hot wings the seeds are bright red so it looks like a flower cool and then of course the leaves turn an orange red in the fall and and so you great coloring Awesome. So right. that's exactly what Pat, what uh, Helen, yeah. pardon me, is looking for is some great color. Yeah. So hot wings so maple. On, on the on, in in the country, I'd use the Amir maple or the hot wings maple, either one of them. Uh, hot wings is just Tartarian type of maple. Yep. Uh, but if you go to things like um, um, there's other maples like Red Rocket, might be okay if you have a sheltered yard. Okay, it's a narrower, more bright red one. Uh, there's other ones uh, like uh, Autumn Blaze. If you don't have, if you're not sheltered, they they're really red, big trees, but they won't do as well unless you have some shelter. Mm, okay. Okay. And uh, but otherwise, there's other plants that do really well, like muckle plum. Uh, there's mountain ash. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other trees that will give you all that kind of color as well. Perfect. And planting this time of year. Not a problem. Yeah, go for Just it. Plant them as long as ground's not frozen. Plant them, get them watered in. You get the whole buckets out there and give it a good soaking. Let it soak water. Let it soak in, then water it again, and then she's set for winter. Okay, uh, this is from Julie, who's in Battleford. Final tree watering. Any formula to how much water per tree? Uh, I have fruit trees five feet, apple trees that are ten feet. Uh, so, what about perennials? Yep. Just for the last watering, you mean? Yeah. Okay. No, just 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 give the watering a good watering. If you want, you can always take your piece of rebar. Yes. Right, and you can probe the soil. So you should be able to stick that in the ground about twelve inches. Because that's right. where the roots are, in the, and basically in the top 12 inches, that's where most of the roots are. So right? basically for Julie, we can't really answer that question based on how big the plant is. because it, it all depends, depends on your soil, soil type, soil types, everything else, right? And how much water it's had before. Whether you have mulch around them, no mulch around them, all that kind of stuff, yeah. right? So it's it's not really a one answer yeah. fits so all. That, that's why this piece of re, three-eighths rebar, mm-hmm. you know, three or four feet long, you can even bend over the one part so you got a bit of a handle to it, you know? Yeah. The top part, and you can stick it down and, and pull it up, and then you can actually, the ribs on the rebar will actually give you a sample up. And you want them moist. Doesn't it be soaking wet? Just yep. to be moist, 12 inches down. Okay. Okay. So there you go. So, Julie, that's that's probably the better way of figuring that out, how much water to give those things yep. for the final watering. Uh, Perry's in Weyburn. I've got two 18-inch lavender trees in pots. How do I prep them for the winter? Just like you would a geranium. Okay? So you can trim them back, you know, because um, if you had them outside, the, the, the I have a lavender. I was just watering a lavender two days ago in okay. my yard, and, and it was still looked like it was still growing. So I threw some more mulch around it. You know, it was outside. It was an outdoor lavender, okay, a hardy one. Yep. But some of those lavenders he's talking about, if it's a tree type, it's not a hardy one. He, so he needs to bring it in. And um, so just uh, put it in a spot where you, if you want to treat it like a house plant, you can. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just lavenders like bright light. Okay. okay. So lo- yeah. lots of bright light. And just if it's in a pot, depending on the size of the pot, let the top... Basically, you can stick your finger in, your index finger into the soil up to your, as far as your index finger will go into the soil. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Depending how big the pot is, obviously. Right. If it's a tiny pot, it's a little less than that. But, and then let the top, that top, as far as you can stick your finger into the soil, let it dry out. And then when it, when it's dry, when you don't feel any moisture at all, then water thoroughly out the bottom of the pot. 
and then don't water it again until the top, that top inch and a half is dry again. Now there again, if you only got a four inch pot, obviously that's different than if you got a, a 14 inch pot, right? Right, yes. So, um, so I'm talking about, this is more if you got a bigger pot. And so most likely this tree is, this tree has, is probably in at least a 10 inch pot or bigger if he has a t- type of tree I'm thinking about. Yeah, 18 inch um, lavender, so yeah. 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 Okay, so there you go, Perry. Hope it helps you out with that. We're going to take a quick break right now. We're going to come back. We're going to answer Irene's text from Martinsville, as well as Derek in Yorkton. And start about uh, some cherries. We're going to talk about cherries in a minute here, too. So stick around. The last segment is coming up. I'm Jay Thomas with Rick Van Dyke. This is Garden Talk on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Some wild weather for your Garden Talk Sunday morning. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jay Thomas with Rick Van Dyven Dyke. If you're just uh, tuning in right now, uh, yeah, we're looking at some pretty intense you know, weather down south part of the province yep. where we're uh, talking out of, which is Saskatoon right now. It's looking pretty nice, but that's not the case everywhere, certainly. So uh, make sure you're just checking that highway hotline right now. We still are calling for... A chunk of Highway 1 being travel, not recommended. And it's between Swift Current and Moose Jaw right around Chaplin right now. Okay, so... Blowing snow. Blowing snow, yeah. uh, poor visibility, slush, icy, slippery and, sections. And all the other roads in the whole southern part of the province are, are all yellow. Yeah, okay? Ye- yellow on the map means there is winter conditions that exist, yeah. right? Yeah. So just keep that in mind. First day, everybody kind of forgets how to drive, yeah. you know, when it snows, it snows, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so keep that in mind. Maybe had some worn out summer tires, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, let's go to our next text. Irene in Martinsville. Good morning. Do I need to? Uh, I need to move my tulip bulbs. Can I bring them in now or the spring? You move them. Yeah, move them now. Move them now. Yeah, move them now. Yeah, can I, absolutely. Can I bring them in now? Well, they're not going to bloom if you bring them in. No, right? unless you want to force them. Okay, that's possible. Then you go into refrigerator for basically fourteen weeks, twelve to fourteen weeks. Okay, and then you can, you know, then you can put them in a refrigerator at about, you know, whatever refrigerator is about four degrees, right? And for that long, and then you can, and then you can either put them in a pot now and then put them in the fridge, or put them in the fridge fridge first and pot them up later, and um, and then you can force them for spring. Okay. Right. But otherwise, if you're gonna just move them outside, do it now. All Throw right. a little bit of mulch over top of them so they have a little bit longer time to root, and then you're good to go. They're six six inches deep? Six inches deep. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, I remembered something. Uh, Saskatoon, we've got uh, Pauline who's on the line right now. Good morning, Pauline. Good morning. Good morning. Hi there. What's your question for us? Yes, the question is, uh, I was at uh, Dutch Brewers a couple of days ago and bought Bordeaux. To, she said to mix it with one teaspoon to one liter of water for um, spring for so that we don't have snow mold in the morning. Yes. And I heard, is that the, is that the product? Or this yep. morning I heard you saying something about oh, copper sulfate. That's what Bordeaux is. Bordeaux oh, okay. is copper sulfate. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a great. We've done that already. Thank you very much for your tips. You're welcome. Enjoy your program. Uh, Thanks, Paulie. Take care. Thank you. 1-877-332-8255. We're going to go back to the text line. Derek's in Yorkton. says, I'm going to attempt to start some cherries from the leftover pits that we have saved from some store-bought cherries. Yes. Is this even a possibility, or is it an ex- exercise in futility? It's 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 it'll work. The only problem is most of them are a Bing cherry, or you know, like a different a, a sweet cherry. Yep. And they're not hardy for Saskatchewan, so they won't make it here, right? Well, so you should have to. You could so grow an, you an grow, indoor plant. You can grow an indoor plant. I mean, just like you can grow an orange, or you know, a, a, a 
tangerine or got, lemon. And if you have the space to do it, you can get a small cherry tree yep. in your house, right? Yep. That's exactly. You put it out in the deck in the, in the, in the summertime, right? And, yes. But otherwise, yeah, those cherries aren't hardy for Saskatchewan. We just base, we can either grow a, a nanking cherry, which is a shrub cherry here, or we can do a, lots of sour cherries here. But the sweet cherries aren't hardy for Saskatchewan. Hey, this is a really cool text that's come in. Uh, this is Danielle. Or Daniel, pardon me. Pardon me. That's Daniel. Uh, (laughs) Reading too fast. Daniel says, we had good success this year with praying mantis. Yes. Uh, We had seen none of them during the summer. Yep. We were putting our patio furniture away, and one was on the furniture. Yep. Uh, If we keep the mantis, how long will it live? Oh, yeah. Treat Treat it in a terrarium and that kind of stuff. Treat it as long as they got insects. They'll live continually. Okay. Right. Well, I'll tell you, I'm not sure the actual lifespan of them, but they'll last for a long time. But you can treat them just like a, and if you have a few of them, they mate and then they create their little egg sac again and away they go again, right? So the other question that Daniel's got is, could the mantis live throughout our winter or have laid eggs and hatched next year? No, it's, no, it's no. near a heated pond. No, they, they won't survive our winters. Okay. Outside, and not at outside, all. Outside, no. And will their, will their, their offspring? Their offspring won't survive either. No. Okay. No. So it's best... something, you, something you buy every year. And you, they're, they're a tropical plant. They're not a, they're not for minus 40. They're a tropical plant. They're, <laughs> they're tropical, tropical, they're a tropical bug. bug. Yeah. Yeah. They're not for minus 40. And that, that's what some people like is that they're, they're not evasive. So they only will live to, to eat the insects for that year and then they'll be gone. Right. However, if you keep it for the winter, yep. you might get, you never know, you might get more babies in that, in that yep. little terrarium. You just have to go to your pet store and get some insects just like they do for other, you know, spiders and lizards and everything else that they got there for food for them. Yep. And you you got to feed them. There you go. Okay. Because, you know, your few aphids you might have on your plants, hopefully you don't have that many aphids on your plants, but there's not enough food for them to eat. There you go. Okay. So, Dan, good luck with that. Uh, let's go to Macklin right now and talk to Nadine. Hi, Nadine. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I was just wondering, is it too late to plant garlic? No. No. Put it in just like the tulips. Yeah. Get it, a, mulch it a bit right now because it is getting a little bit later, but just mulch it and it'll be fine. How deep do you stick it in? They're getting four to six inches. Okay. And... What do you look, how do you look after it in the spring? Because my friend grew garlic. 200, 200 uh, clothes planted, but nothing came. It got beautiful green tops, no yeah. bulbs. No bulbs. No bulbs. Oh, you should, you should be getting the bulbs. That, that's, I wonder, the one thing about, if you're going to put the little cloves in, then you're only going to be shallower, right? You're not going to go six inches deep with the little cloves, right? Yeah. So if you're going to plant the whole bulb in, then you can go, you know, deeper. But if you're going to just put the clove in, you're going to be quite a bit shallower, then you need to mulch them, okay? Yeah. But, okay. but otherwise, they should, they should start producing for the next year. They should start growing up and have the tops on them next year. Yeah. And, do you need a lot of water? Uh, just, mo- just moisten the soil. Don't be wet. So, that they, they start to root, right? That's what okay. you want them to do. Okay. And maybe they overwatered them, maybe they rotted. There, there was, oh, you think that could have happened? could have happened, yes. All right. Well, thank you very much. Okay. Thanks, Nadine. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. 1-877-332-8255. Carol's got a text, says uh, she's from Saskatoon. No snow yet. Yeah, most of the city hasn't really gotten anything here. Uh, can I bring my parsley rosemary and oregano plants in for the winter absolutely you can even put them on your winds you know, in the kitchen winds windowsill yep in a pot and harvest them as long as you got bright light or have some grow lights we're actually bringing in in the garden center a whole winter crop for herbs and everything else from seeds that people can get their seeds growing and because of the cost of vegetables and everything else people are asking for that more and more to be able to grow and be able to harvest that during the winter time and i just need to have light so either a bright salt salt or west window or otherwise if you don't have that then you need some grow lights 
Okay. All right. There we go. Uh, we got like a minute left in the show here. Yep. Uh, any what's what's our advice for the for the week here? Now is the time to get the yard ready. If you haven't done your last little sweep up of, of leaves, get it all done. Put it in bags because keeping because of you know we have the snow in part of southern part of the province, but it might be gone by the end of the week, right? Yes. Maybe. Um, so next weekend they're talking about ten, eleven degrees, right across Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you, you still might want to mulch and everything else if you other parts of the province and uh, do the protection for you know rabbits and deer and everything else by putting your fence posts up at least if you don't want to put your fences up yet get your fence posts on the ground before the ground freezes ah, yep. and uh, if you haven't done your last watering or your evergreens get that done I did mine last night too so um, just now it's time to and if you and if you have dogs where they pee on one spot all the time you, if you still haven't got the snow yet or if the snow is going to melt this year you can still put the dog spot prevent down which will help next year from that happening again. Oh, okay? good. Yes. Okay. Good product. It's called yeah. Dog Spot Prevent, made by the company in Winnipeg called Dirt and Grow. All right. Thanks for joining us today. Again, if you're traveling today, please look at the highway hotline before setting out, especially in the southern part of the province, looking at some pretty intense weather yep. uh, down there. Take care. Be safe. And we'll see you at the same time, same place next weekend. Next weekend. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jay Thomas with Rick Van Dyke. You're listening to Garden Talk on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.